What's up, everyone? This is Alexis Gallardo. Thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast. We got a special guest in the building. We got Brendan Alexander Ford, a.k.a. Alexander Ford, a.k.a. Alexander uh, the Great on IG, a.k.a. Bryson Tilla. What's up, man? Yo, how you been, man? How you I've, been? I've been doing good. I've been doing good. Good to see you. Oh, good to see you, too, yeah. man. Holy shit. We're here to talk about your come-up journey your biggest challenges, your greatest accomplishments. I've seen you go from like zero to 60. I remember when we were in the real estate game together because we were in the real estate, uh, on the same real estate team together. Shout out to Team Sure, great team, Uh, learned a lot. Um, I remember when we used to do cold calls together, Mm -hmm. we used to door knock together. And yo, the first time I met you, I'm like, yo, look at this dude. Like, he's just so fresh. He's so chill. Like, he's just like super open. And now I see full gas, no brakes. You're working with one of the biggest names in the real estate game now. Mm -hmm. And you also film make um, beyond just real estate. You do like commercial stuff. You do short films. You have high budget equipment. And people fucking love you, including myself, man. He has a YouTube, y'all, yo. Yo, so what has that transition been like being a former real estate agent to now full-time filmmaker? Like, was this always the plan? Like, was this always in your mind? Yeah, like, yeah. how did this all freaking start, man? Yeah, so um, it's this was always the master plan, definitely. Um, respectfully, fuck real estate. I do not miss real estate at all. Mm. Um, I feel like I had no business being in it, to be honest with you. Um, so as, as far as, has this been the plan? Yes, because in high school was when I made the decision that I wanted to be a movie director, um, in high school. We, yeah, we, we could get into that, like, maybe, like, later on or whatever, but in high school was when I made the decision I wanted to be a movie director, and since then, that was always the goal. Like, there's never been a time where that dream kind of, like, went away or whatever or I questioned it or whatever um or the only time was when I got into real estate and I was like okay let me put that to a side and focus on real estate but again it was I I shouldn't have even been in real estate but that's so interesting to me because from my understanding you also went to school for filmmaking exactly right so like what inspired you to like get into real estate first and then you know and then do filmmaking why not go straight into filmmaking right after yeah so i I got into real estate um because my friend from high school um he was a real estate agent you know sebastian yeah yep yep. Yep. um he was just like hey you know try real estate and at the time i was like yeah why not it was it was at the end of my uh senior year in college covid happened the world's going crazy Um, Shit. And video skyrocketed yeah. during the pandemic too. Yeah, right? yeah, TikTok yeah. and mad people were on social media. Just, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was the time to get in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? So, you know, he told me to get into real estate. And it's kind of just one of those things where it's like, fuck it, why not? Let's try it. So, you know, I tried it and. I, that's the best I tried it you know like <laughs> that's the best way to put it really no, I remember, like I, that's it like we used to like door knock in cold yeah 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 we, were, we would like go to the, the office several times a week like just making our cold calls yeah 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 do you miss that hell no <laughs> not at all I tell people because I'm I work with real estate agents now I, I tell them all the time I'm like, I do not miss real estate at all 
But in a way, do you feel that real estate, like, kind of taught you a little bit? Because I remember when you first started, like, getting these clients now in filmmaking, like, like these high-end clients that you're working with. I, my eyes are, like, high-end. From my understanding, you would, like, DM them mm-hmm. or, like, you would send them emails or something mm-hmm. and, like, reach them out. Like, the similar practice to what we would do in real estate, like, mm-hmm. oh, if you want to get someone's attention, like, DM them, mm-hmm. you know, and do that. Mm-hmm. Like, you think you learn some things from real estate, like, they, imp- like... You applied them to your filmmaking journey? So, um, I would say yes and no. I would say with real estate, I think it, uh, what's the word? It, um, it was like a soft introduction to like just thinking with business. Cause yes, when it comes to freelance, it is business too. The difference is it's that, so this is where it becomes interesting. My whole life. I see myself as an artist. I don't see myself as a businessman. And so when I got into <laughs> when I when I got into real estate, the biggest problem I had was that like, yo, you got to be a businessman. But the problem was, the problem was that a lot of the f- the philosophies and logic behind being a businessman in real estate, I just didn't agree with. And I'm someone who is very, very big on philosophy and everything. Yes, I remember that. And just in general, right? It's just how my mind works. I have a very philosophical mind. So it's like I have a hard time when someone or people try to tell me to do something a certain way. If if it just doesn't logically check out for me, I I just struggle with it. So with real estate, for example, cold calling, cold calling for sale by owners, right? People in real estate know for sale by owners, like... That's like, like you're shooting yourself in the foot because they hate you. You know they hate you and you're calling them anyway, trying to smooth talk them. You know what I'm saying? It's just, again, logically, you tell me that and it's just like, what? Like, so so there's that. And just, you know, door knocking and all that stuff. But what I'm saying is the tactics and methods I'm using now with video... I feel like I'm using, I wanted to do real estate a certain way that made more sense to me, but I was in a space that I knew nothing about. So I didn't trust it. One, because I didn't know enough about real estate to be confident enough to do it with my own spin. And two, um, again, it was just new. I, I didn't, I didn't know anything with filmmaking. It's like, I'm using the business tactics that I saw myself using in real estate that I didn't use, but now I'm using it with filmmaking, but now it, it's it's working, but it's because filmmaking is my space. That, that's my corner. So now um, I was confident to execute on those, on that business philosophy, I guess you can say, right. and it's working. Uh, and th- there's a lot of things that go into that. Um, That's so crazy. You know, yeah. You know when they say like fake it till you make it, but I feel like in this instance though, it's like you can't fake it. Like in wh- which instance? Like like, like in in the sense that like you really gotta be passionate. Like if you want to be successful in something big, yeah. like you want to make it big in something, you really have to. Fe- I personally feel like you have to have like a passion for it. Like like almost like a de- like a, almost like dilute like obsessed like you, like Steve Jobs. Like you see Elon Musk, they they fucking sleep in their factories type of obsession. <laughs> I'm not saying you gotta do all that, but like you know, but but it's like. 
it, it's so hard when you have like half like one foot in one foot out like and that's that was real estate you're saying for yourself and for me too because like that was me too man like no yeah i'm, I'm not yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, i'm glad i'm glad you said that because this is something that i feel very strongly about and this is what i'm saying this has always been my philosophy so like i agree with you i i think that some people may not agree with me uh if to be successful you, you need to be passionate about it you need to be obsessed with it yeah. you need to be obsessed yeah. with it and i'm saying this from the perspective of a diehard kobe fan today's actually his birthday Holy you know r.i.p yeah would have uh would have been 44 um yeah yeah terrible terrible day yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, no it's fine but i mean i love kobe not just because of basketball because his philosophy could literally be applied to anything i was literally watching a video i was watching a video about him the other day and the guy was saying that kobe could have literally been in any other field he could have been in business he could have been in sales he could have been in whatever and he would have been equally as successful in that field because the mindset and so his mindset and honestly i i'm applying this mindset to like my business now and it's like it, it, it's it's working if you if you pay attention to um my instagram i'm constantly posting stories about like kobe and stuff like just pictures or videos and if you're curious to know of you know like why like why you're doing that that's kind of me like just tr it's all it's all personal i don't care what you know what people think but it, it's kind of me just constantly just putting myself just in that mentality and that mindset of like you know you know what would kobe do you know all that stuff but so he is all about obsession i mean he's probably arguably the most obsessed basketball player and the most hardest working basketball player of all time i mean the, the shit he did is just fucking stupid like ridiculous yeah like ridiculous oh man there's so many stories so oh no i mean i could Oh man, I'm a Kobe fan, so I have no problem telling you no, all the stories. Okay, this is something that I really loved about him, and this is something that I do adopt 100%. Is that his mind? He saw he saw the parallels of life. You know, he saw that everything was connected, right? So, and this is a true story. He's the type of person who will want who who knows he needs to improve on his game. And then he'll see a parallel to basketball with something that has nothing to do with basketball and connect the dots and use that thing that has nothing to do with basketball to help him with basketball. So a story is, do you know who Allen Iverson is? No. So he's like a famous, he's like one of the most famous point guards of all time. Oh, wow. um, yeah, he, he's more known if you like pay attention to basketball because he never won a championship. So he never really got, you know, but yeah. if you're if you're a basketball fan, you know, Allen, he's a legend. He's one of the greatest point guards of all time. So, um offensively he was great he was a great player so when kobe was younger uh he played a game against alan iverson and alan iverson tore his ass up just lit him up scored on him was just yeah scored on him right this is when kobe was young right so kobe you know he, he he's obsessed he, he he wants to you know be great at basketball so now okay so now from kobe's perspective it's like how can i become a better defender i, I gotta stop this man so this is the fucking story it's true shit one day he was watching like animal planet or discovery channel and he was watching a segment on great white sharks and then he saw a parallel between how great white sharks hunt their prey and how basketball can be played 
on def- how defense could be played. So he start he started studying great white sharks. Like he went out of his way to study great white sharks because he saw the connections between that and defense and basketball. The next time he played Allen Iverson, he locked him up. Allen Iverson did, didn't score a single point on him. Really? Didn't score a single point on him. I wonder what that specific thing was. Exactly. Yeah. Sharks. I got. I got. I, I don't know exactly what that thing was, but like that's like that's how his mind works. Or another story is. Uh, Later on in his career, I think when he was like winning his his uh, his two peat his his championships on the latter half of his his career, um, he's very into art. Um, yeah, he's very into art. He likes classical music. Little fun fact: Moonlight Sonata is my favorite classical piece of all time, and it's one hundred percent because of Kobe. Because I yeah, you you've heard of it. It's one of, you you've heard of it. Um, the the name you if you play it, you know you will know. Yeah yeah. yeah. Um, I I became a fan because I remember once he posted about it and I listened to it. I was like, "Holy, sh- this is beautiful!" And wow. everyone everyone knows it, but yeah. it's a be- it's it's one of the most beautiful pieces ever. But anyway, um, so he was paying attention to a composer, like with music, like a composer. Yeah. He randomly calls a famous composer. I think it was like a Disney composer or whatever, and he saw a parallel between how a composer orchestrates music and how you could run an offense with basketball. So he called the composer and was like just picking his brain, asking questions about composing music, but then saw the parallel between running an offense and then he started applying those same philosophies to running his offense. And or the, yeah, or there's another story that there's another is a one of Be- Beethoven symphonies. I think it's a fi- fifth symphony. He saw a parallel between the, the pace and the tempo of the symphony. And then he modeled his game in a game after the pace of the symphony. So, you know, like the symphony, it'll, I, I forgot exactly how it goes, but it starts out slow, yeah, but then it goes fast. And then like, there, there's a, there's a tempo, right? right, right. He saw the pair and then he modeled his game. So when he was playing, he's like, he's playing to the symphony. Like he's like, he starts fast and then maybe he slows down and then he starts passing more and then he gets aggressive again. And then, you know, but that's what it, it takes a, a, a crazy mind to like think about things from that. Or even, you know, the black Mamba, his nickname, yep. a black Mamba is the deadliest snake on the planet. I'm not sure if you knew that. It's the deadliest snake on the planet. It's the fastest snake on the planet. So that's why he called himself the black mamba because he said he was like i want to attack my opponents the way a black mamba attacks its prey because a black mamba's quick it's one of those things where like it just and then you're you're dead you're dead dead. because it just it puts its venom in you like if a black mamba was and it doesn't matter if you're 300 pounds (laughs) doesn't matter how big you are if that thing just catches you just nicks you you're dead yeah yeah i was just gonna ask you who are like some of your most influent influential people yeah. in your life Kobe and it Kanye, sounds Kobe like Kanye, Col- Kanye. and Kanye yeah. okay Kobe why Kanye, yeah. I, I can see why you say Kanye because he also has that like up like create like he's so yeah. forward thinking like so ahead of his time and people that like people today they see Kanye like you're fucking crazy but it's like there's the shit that's happening now he would say 10 years ago mm-hmm. and it's like okay now we're living in what you were saying like 10 years prior exactly. like you're exactly. y'all are just out you know just have an archaic way of thinking and y'all yeah. need to he's like why do you think i talk to young people because yeah. only they have yeah. like the most creative yeah. minds yeah yeah kanye too um from an artistic from an overall life perspective i would say kobe from a purely artistic perspective i would say kanye um and the, the crazy thing about again parallels so coming back to what i was saying right so yeah so how I do videography and how I'm seeing my videography career now, 
uh, this may sound stupid, but from the philosophy of parallels, it's like I'm seeing it like I'm Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm, I'm just saying from the perspective of what he would do in certain scenarios, like what would be the basketball equivalent to the situation I'm in and how would he handle that basketball situation? So I'm going to, how he, how he handled that basketball situation, I'm going to do the equivalent to like filmmaking. Um, so it's, it's like that for Kobe, but for Kanye, it's kind of more di direct because it, you know, it's art. So with videos, for example, I'm always trying to innovate, even with these real estate videos. I mean, like I'm doing stuff that, well, you say, you know, we could be real. So uh, um, the bar is so fucking low for videographers. We're real estate. It's so it's it's so fucking low. Like, I'm glad you asked that because yeah. my answer to that, I think, is a very good. So I tell I tell myself that. So the problem, I don't know if it's a problem. It's I mean, good. Hey, it's OK if you think it is. No. Vi so videography is very accessible, right? You yeah. could literally just buy a camera start shooting videos and then this also kind of ties into the whole real estate thing where it's like to start a business you don't need to be an expert to start a business right That's true. and this comes back to what we were saying about being obsessed being passionate yep. you know there and there are tons of successful operating businesses that are ran by people who are not obsessed with the craft right mm -hmm. but so this is how you separate the masters the greats from the people who are average right it's the difference between kobe and michael jordan and you know basketball players that are playing today who they're solid players you know they're good players they're making money they have a good career but no one's going to remember them in 10 years um and so what i'm saying is i think the problem is a lot of these videographers are people who just came across videography had fun with it which is fine there's nothing wrong with that came across it had fun with it started doing it and was like oh wait i can make money off of this and then they started a business and because they're good at business you know that's the thing with business it's like once you're good at business you could kind of make a business out of anything it doesn't matter how good you are because with business there really isn't a correlation between value and how successful the business is because value of the product or service because if you're a good businessman you could sell anything right um yeah so but so what i'm saying is so the the difference between me it's you know i'm not someone who just came across video and it's just like oh this is fun video to me filmmaking to me it's more intimate it's more serious and i say this a lot i may come across as a fucking pretentious weirdo but this is just how i feel not true. You don't. film it <laughs> fil this is me being real filmmaking to me it's a spiritual like it, it's deep like it's deep it's very it's deep so what i'm saying is it, what what i'm saying is the way i approach it my mentality when i'm making a video it's a completely different you know like the difference between someone who just came across videos like oh this is fun this is cool i can make a business out of it the the, the perspective of that person and the perspective of me who's like yo like I want to be in Hollywood one day. I want to make masterpieces. I want to make cinematic. Like, I'm just seeing things differently. So that kind of allows me to tap in to just certain things when it comes to decision making and just making a video that I think these other dudes are just whatever. But the bar, oh, no, like the bar is so low. Like, it, there would be times when I would be on Instagram and I would look at pages, again, of successful operating businesses. What I mean by successful and operating, I mean they they're getting clients yeah, right? right and i'm looking on their page i'm looking at their videos 
and I'm I'm getting angry. Yeah. Like I'm getting angry because yeah. I'm like, there's no fucking way, and people are gassing them up and shit. I'm like, there's no fucking way people are looking at this and are like happy. But then it, on the flip side, it makes sense now why I've gained so much traction, because now everyone was used to that watered down corny shit, and then when they see my shit, right. they've never seen anything like it because no one's doing anything like it. Especially when you go on his YouTube, Alexander Ford, is that like the yeah, add to your hoop? Like, just looking at your short films on there, like the ones that you did with uh, Matt was was in one of them, and like 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 you just setting the scene, like where you're 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 in like the the back of the car, they're opening up the car. I'm like, what the fuck's about to happen? Is there a dead body in there? You're evoking all these emotions in my head right now. I just, I just yeah, say sound that, of the silhouettes. And everything. Yeah, yeah, that was a test short film. That wasn't even a. I so you haven't seen nothing yet. Uh, that was a test. That was test footage. We haven't even seen anything yeah. yet. That, that was test footage. That was test footage. That was test footage. Yeah. I'm dead. I just want to let you. Yeah. Yo, continue, continue. you should have a hashtag. That was just test footage. Yeah. That was <laughs> a lot of my shit is test footage. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. No, but that's good. That yeah. that means that you're practicing because like this is all about like trial and error. Like what what's gonna you know what I'm saying? Like I, I feel like with filmmaking too, it's about evoking the senses. Like it's not just visual. It's also like like emotion. emotion and like Spiritual. sound yeah, and sound like too. you know yeah, yeah, the yeah. color like all of that 100%. stuff so like it's so interesting what you were saying before like what what, what separates you know the kobe's from the michael jordan's uh-huh. you know it's kind of like the transactional people mm-hmm. versus the people that are like obsessed like this is like their spiritual journey and then there are people that do it because it's transactional it's like they do it for like the short term like the money now the instant gratification and then there are people like you that do it for the masterpiece the like the whatever in your journey so far now that you're a full-time filmmaker now right what do you think has been your biggest challenge or like your biggest like dip like bump in the road you're like fuck like i'm doing this but i don't know how i'm gonna get out of this right now or like i don't know that like maybe broke you down like is have you ever had a moment like that lately yeah so i mean i'm not gonna lie i think i've been pretty fortunate in term things have been it's kind of just been like a snowball like things have just gotten better every month yeah, but I get as far as obstacles, I would say start starting out. It was just getting enough clients to the point where I knew I didn't have to work another job. You know that that was starting out. Now I don't really have that problem. I'm always forward thinking. Like so, for example, like right now I'm good and I've been good. Um, but the way my mind works, I always I have like paranoia. I always think bad. I think it's a gift and a curse. It's 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 bad because I stress myself out. I have a lot of anxiety. It's good because there's a saying they say, you know, uh, what's the saying? Like the paranoid mind uh, is the last one standing or whatever. Like the the the, the man who's paranoid is the one who's who, who lasts right yeah. like the man who's paranoid saw all the terrible shit that could happen so it doesn't happen to him while it happened to everyone else because everyone else didn't see it coming so that's why i think it's a gift and a curse because yes you know i'm i'm constantly living in a state of like anxiety and stuff but it's good because i'm always thinking for the future and so even right now right like september is going to be a good month for me financially but i just saw a little potential ounce of it not being so so I'm starting to 
reach out to a few more people now which it's been a while since i've reached out to people i'm starting to reach out to a few more people just to make sure just in case you know because i'm paranoid just to make sure if, if for some reason it's not i know you know what i'm saying um so i guess yeah to answer your question uh starting out was getting enough clients as far as that and just now i'm making good money i'm doing it full time i would say the biggest problem is again it's one of those things where it's like a double-edged sword i would say the biggest problem is kind of branching out right because like i don't want to stay in the real estate scene you know like i don't want to I'm just being real. I don't want to be known as like the dude who makes cool, trendy, vertical videos. Like honestly, like fuck that shit. Right. I'm so self-conscious, even on my on my Instagram page. So I'll post a lot of my work on Instagram, not necessarily because I'm proud of it, but for the business aspect. Um, do you know the collab feature on Instagram? Where it's like, so the collab feature is so, there's a regular tag feature when you post and you tag the person. The collab feature is when both, uh, pages show up on the post okay, yeah, I've seen yeah yeah yeah. and so that's good because if if you follow me but bob but you don't follow bob and i do a collab feature with bob bob will show up on your feed and if bob has followers that don't follow me i'll show up on their feed because so th that's a good thing about the collab feature and it has helped me get business also but so on my page I'll do a lot of collabs with my client. So my client will post it on their page, but I'll do the collab. And so what the collab does is it also posts it on your page. So I would be posting the client's work on my page through the collab feature. And so I would be posting my work. And it's just funny because, you know, my followers, they don't really like it. All the likes always come from um, the client. And I, I again, I don't post it because I'm proud of it. It's because from the from, I, this period from a business perspective, it just get my name out there, my name, my name, my name. I know it's good for business, right. but there's times when and I'll do before, like I'll like just delete. I'll take my name off of the collab, even though you know it says bad for business, but I'll, I'll take my name off of the collab, so I take it off of my page because that's not what I want to be known for. And I I hope who. Who knows? Maybe there are people who look at me like, oh, you know, this guy thinks he's hot shit. All he does is make trendy vertical videos. It's like. I see that 100%, but just know there's way more in the tank that you haven't seen yet. I'm working on it, but right now, this is really just a means of it's paying the bills. But what I'm saying is I do want to branch out because, again, the goal is and always will be Hollywood, right? Like, I want to make it to Hollywood. I want to be making feature-length films that is seen by everyone, right? This comes back to what I was saying. This is another thing, right? When I told you filmmaking, it's like a spiritual, it's a serious thing for me, right? Yeah. Someone listening may hear that and be like, wait a second, this dude just makes fucking TikTok reels. How the fuck is that spiritual? It's like, yeah, it, it, like that, like that's, that's the point. What I'm saying is I, this is just a means for me to make money now, but I, I do want to branch out to start making substantial bodies of work where I could still get paid for it. It doesn't have to just be movies, right? Like I could still get paid for some sort of commercial or, or marketing ad, but it's an ad that was actually produced from the perspective of a hollywood production so that is it's taken seriously there's pre-production it's not shot in a vertical format it's shot in the traditional widescreen format there's a beginning middle end there's some sort of story it it's a work of art right. those are where my skills are and i i know that's what you know i i, I don't want to waste my talent making just 
vertical reels. If I'm being real with you, I, I fucking hate them. I hate it. I hate it. That's valid. Yeah, I hate it. Would you really say it's a waste of time, or would you say like, would you genuinely say it's a waste of time, or would you say like it's more of like a stepping stone for you because it's also helping you edit and stuff like that? But like, I don't know. Do you agree or disagree with that? Like, what do you think? Cause that, that, that's yeah, interesting. yeah. I I'd say it's definitely a stepping stone without a doubt. Mm. Wasting time. I don't know because then you know I think from the perspective of again making the basketball analogy it's like these are just my shots at the gym you know right, like these right. these these reels and everything you know these aren't the important games but these are shots right. up at, at, at a gym and Colby could say you know oh. there's no such thing as too many ways too many ways to right. shot I mean, no at the gym the way that he would practice he would do like what wake up at like four in the morning yep. and then six to nine or whatever to do practice shots yeah. eat lunch come back one one to three yeah. and then like three to six and then and then it's like you're literally light years ahead from yeah. your competitors yeah. when they're only practicing once a day yeah. so yeah. it's like yeah. Yeah. you know i because i look at your instagram your your youtube and i look at like the progression like just the quality of the video like the everything i remember when you when you were like upgrading even like your lav mics and stuff like that like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's funny because some people have told me or will say like oh you know like your work has it's gotten better it's progressed over time and this comes into another topic that i feel strongly about that has to do with art um me personally this is just me i think my work getting better is more of a result of me just having access to better tools and equipment more so than me just getting better what i'm saying is i feel like from the jump i was always capable of making the videos i'm making now the difference was i was working with like shitty gear um and this comes to the topic of people say gear doesn't matter gear doesn't matter i think that saying is only true to a point it's like a myth it's like a common myth to a point gear doesn't matter to a point but with every piece of gear there's a ceiling and once you reach that ceiling, you cannot surpass it. So, for example, the camera that I'm using right now, a Sony FX3, which I love so much. Um, it's a cinema camera. It has all the basic needs for, you know, it's 2022, right? It shoots in S-Log3, has, 10 bit, has a 10-bit sensor. You just get a very professional-looking image out of it. The images that I could get out of that camera, I could not get with the camera that I started out with, which was the Canon 80D, which is an old mm. DSLR from 2016. Mm, I agree. So I, agree. I could, you could look at my older videos where I was shooting on that, and I was using a shitty gimbal too, mm. right? And then then you could look at a video I make now, and be like, yo, this video is so much better. But it's like. Well, yeah, the video was better because back then I was using a camera from 2016 that didn't even shoot 4K. And I was using a gimbal that wasn't even good. Compared to now, I have a cinema camera rigged on the best gimbal on the market. Mm. So it's like, and you see it because with the best gimbal on the market, now you get the smooth movement. So now you don't have any jitters. Back then, I would have little mini jitters. With the cinema camera, again, it shoots S-Log3. So it has more dynamic range, which results in a more professional looking image right. shoots 4k shoots 4k 120 frames per second so right, right. you know all that stuff um and that stuff that equates the quality so like i guess what i'm saying is like again this is serious to me from since high school i always wanted to be a filmmaker so it's like i take 
I take this shit very seriously. Like, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, yeah. I, know you I take this shit very fucking seriously. And so it's one of those things where it's just like, I'm obsessing over every little video, videos that I do. In my head, I'm like, this could always be better. There's always something that wasn't that great. You know, people will tell me, oh, this is great. And I'll be like, ah, you know, whatever. Um, the way I look at it, it's like, I've never um, arrived, I guess you could say, when it comes to making a good video. It's it's like, it's a, it's a never-ending journey of perfection. But the difference is, I know that perfection doesn't exist. And I know that perfection isn't attainable. Right, because it's all subjective. It's all subjective. But my mind being so obsessive, it's like I'm just obsessing over and enjoying the pursuit. Um, There's a philosophical story called the myth of Sisyphus. Not to get too deep into it, but essentially... This had to do with like existentialism, with like happiness and everything. But the the the, the main takeaway, Albert Camus, uh, he said, one must imagine Sisyphus happy. People ask, what's the meaning of life? How can you be happy? And he says, one must imagine Sisyphus happy. Well, what was Sisyphus and what did he do for you to understand what that means? Um, Sisyphus was a man who was who was damned for the rest of eternity to have to push a rock a boulder up a hill and every single time he would reach the top of the hill the boulder would fall and then he would have to start back he would do that for the rest of eternity for the rest of eternity pushing a boulder up and then down up and for the rest of eternity but then albert camus takes it a step further and then he says okay what's the key to life one must imagine sisyphus happy so it's like one must imagine sisyphus being happy pushing that boulder up for the rest of eternity someone would be like yo that's insane that's crazy like that's such hard work but now tying it into art if sisyphus is a fucking psychopath and he's obsessed with pushing rocks or boulders he doesn't give a fuck he likes it what i'm saying is the analogy is me my videos in a way it's like pushing the rock up the the rock staying up symbolizes the perfect video right but for the myth that never happens because it always falls back down. So here I am just constantly pushing it up and down, up and down. And I'm just, I, I enjoy that itself. Like, I don't care about the rock being perfectly on top. I just enjoy fucking constantly. The exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That analogy is so mind-blowing to me. Like, like, that couldn't be more true. It's like, at the end of the day, it's not really so much about the end goal. Yeah, yeah. It's more it's about, the like, the journey, it, like, yeah. the destination, yeah, like, yeah. that whole, like, the, the ups, the downs, yeah, the, yeah. the rejections, yeah. the accomplishments. Yeah, yeah. So, like, wow. Yeah. And that, that's intense. And, and so that's why I also believe in some people disagreeing this, is that in order to be truly successful, you need to be passionate because when you're passionate about your field, you're going to enjoy the journey because you're passionate about it. You love everything about it. If you're not passionate about it, you know, like I wasn't passionate about real estate. I didn't give a fuck about selling people houses. So like, you know, I was dealing with all the downsides. I was like, yo, fuck this shit. But I I could go through the same downsides with filmmate, right? Who knows? Maybe, you know, I have a saying, right? Like the winter always comes, right? Like nothing lasts forever. Like I could be doing great now, but there'll be a time, who knows where I'm out of work. You never know. Um, but best believe I'll enjoy that. And while that's happening, I'll try to figure out ways to get more work. But I'll enjoy it. 
because right. I'm like at least like I'm in the game you know like it's a game to me right it's like I'm in the game like shit we're down 10 in the in the third quarter but like the game's not over the game's never over right, right? um wow this is a big one so do you believe that in order to be successful which I feel like you do believe in this mm-hmm. Like, you have to let go of certain things that are holding you back, whether it be people, whether it be lifestyle, whether it be habits. Like, do you feel like in order to get to where you want to be, can you take those people with you that hold you back? Could they change? Do you see hope in them? Could you take that lifestyle with you even though it's not serving you right now? Like, does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say when it comes to being successful, uh, your environment is very 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 important and you need to be very strict with it disciplined and stuff yeah um so that could be anything it could be the people in your life friends family romantic partners colleagues anybody um yeah yeah yeah. like i so right this is so i'm at a point in my life currently where i feel like Mentally, I'm 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 the happiest. I'm the most at peace that I've ever been. I'm but so that. that is a byproduct of also me being in a position where I'm I'm just I'm being more strict with who I want to be friends with, who I want to interact with. You know, the type of behavior or like energy that I let in my life. Mm. Um, and so, but like with very sensitive yeah. I'm, and, and, and I'm very strict to it because it comes down to you need to you need to know who you are and you need to know what you want right and your boundaries and yeah and your boundaries and once you know all those things that's when you go about moving differently to like protect that and so that those things are subjective to everybody what my boundaries are may not be what your boundaries are may not be what the other person's boundaries are but ultimately they're your boundaries and it's your life and so you need to figure out what those boundaries are and you need to like stand your ground right Right, right. um with real estate for example right like this this kind of answers your question like um and i think i I posted about this recently on my story it was something it was like nowadays everyone wants to be a jack of all trades right like everyone wants to do everything um but then there's a saying which this is what i believe in where it's like a jack of all trades master of none like you could be a jack of all trades but you're not good at you're not a master at anything right. and what i'm saying is i'm in this shit to be a master like i want to be a master you know like i don't want to just be good um i want to be a master but to be a master again it comes back to what we said you need to be obsessed and so you need to be obsessed and you need to literally focus on your shit literally like tunnel vision so that means literally anything that does not have to do with that it just right. you know right. Right. so for example like real estate like that's true got to filter it all yeah out, so like with, with with real estate like i that had nothing to do with video like that you know right. what i'm saying like i had no business being in real estate right. um if i tried to keep the two or try to balance the two like i just i would have never doubled down like now like here i am with filmmaking it's like i'm at a point in my life where it's like like I'm, I'm, I'm. I feel like I feel like words can't describe to you how like much I'm obsessing over this shit. It's like literally like everything has to do with, and by has to, I don't mean 
it has to do with this. I'm saying it has to as in like it must and I need it to like everything needs to be nurturing the dream right. of making it to Hollywood. If it's not nurturing that dream, I like I is like literally like I literally have like tunnel vision right now and like at the end it's it's fucking Hollywood and everything else is just like yeah, 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 yeah. So now that you're talking about Hollywood because I'm not gonna I'll, I'll, I'll get back into that <laughs> why Hollywood like what is it about Hollywood that like you're just like tunnel vision for yeah. and that's great that's yeah. a great thing to have I'm just curious to know yeah. like why not like I don't know fucking dis- like I don't I don't I don't know fucking MTV I don't know yeah. like why Hollywood yeah, yeah. <laughs> so oh, Hollywood is um it's kind of a placeholder. I'm saying Hollywood in the traditional sense that high, uh, in terms of an industry where the greatest movies are, are, are made, distributed, and acknowledged, that is Hollywood. That, 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 that is the industry. So what I'm saying is my goal is... So, yeah, my goal isn't I want to be in Hollywood for the sake of being in Hollywood. My goal is I want to make... S- I want to contribute in making some of the greatest films ever made. And I want those films to be seen and distributed amongst the world. So of all the industries right now, Hollywood is an industry. But so here's the flip side of things. It's like things are changing. Things are changing. I see I could see a possible scenario in the future where I could achieve that goal, not through Hollywood. Mm. You know, maybe I'm not working through the industry. Who knows? One day I just figure out a way to become wealthy and I start funding my own films. Um, like Tyler Perry, he has his own production studio. He funds all of his films. Um, shout out to him for that. But from an artistic perspective, I think his films are terrible, but we don't have to get into that. Yeah, whatever. Um, but from a business perspective, I respect it. But so what I'm saying is if there, if I could get to a point where I'm making films that are of the highest possible quality, I'm telling the stories I want to tell and the world is seeing them and I'm being recognized for it. And it's and I figured out how to do it not through Hollywood. Then yes, I'm fine. I'm just saying Hollywood now because currently, Hollywood is the yeah. Yeah, so. you answered my question. I was so the reason why I hesitated in the beginning is because I didn't want to like put this in your mind. But like now that I know your answer, um, with Hollywood, my like my perspective of Hollywood, there's a lot of like. Oh, uh, gatekeeping? Like, just a lot of, what's the word? Like, pretentious people, like, very, oh, yeah, like, the yeah. culture. Yeah, I yeah, fear yeah. that the culture is, is so fake. Like, you yeah. know when people go to L.A., it's like, oh, everyone has, like, the fake this, the fake that. They just want to be on social media. Like, do you f- ever see that as being, like, an impediment for you, like, an obstacle for you? Like, culture? Like, do you think, the, the like, you'll be phased by the culture at all? Or are you really focused on, like, making the best movies in the, in the world yeah. or whatever? Yeah. So the way I see it is like I see it from the perspective of like a Kanye who like who he doesn't give a fuck and he like you know people are offended by him and people hate him and he doesn't give a fuck and he's still making dope shit so like I always said I could see myself being the type of artist you know in Hollywood where it's like I'm making dope shit and you know maybe people don't like me cause like there's you know in hollywood there's a whole bunch of fucking weirdos and shit and it's just like i don't give a fuck like i'm i'm gonna still make dope shit and so this also comes back to another model that i tell myself that i believe in that i'm also applying to my business and this has to do with my my business philosophy that i was telling you about that kind of ran counterintuitive to like a traditional real estate philosophy and that is uh 
my motto, one of my biggest models right now is let the work speak for itself. The work will always speak for itself. Um, we live in a world or, you know, when it comes to business and everything that, uh, you know, if the product is good enough, if the service is good enough, people will buy it. Lamborghinis, for example. You don't need to sell someone to buy any any person who like buys a Lamborghini who like ever buys a Lamborghini. Um, you, chances are they weren't sold on buying a Lamborghini. Um, they just bought it because they wanted it because they know the quality of a Lamborghini. Yeah. Um, what I'm saying is, if you're selling a product, if you're selling a service, make that product the Lamborghini. If it's good enough, you're not gonna have to sell it because people are gonna know it's good enough. Though you can make the argument, and some people may disagree with me, that the more you need to sell something, the more shitty it is. Because it's like, again, if if your shit's good, it speaks for itself. So that you know, like right now, like with my freelance journey and everything, you know, I'm getting a lot of attention and stuff. But it's because my shit's good. People like my my videos. But when it comes to the the question with Hollywood and stuff, it's like, if I'm making great movies. Do, doesn't give a fuck whether you like me or not. Like I, I'm gonna get noticed for it. Someone with Kanye, right? A lot of people hate Kanye. He makes great fucking music. Like that's it. Um, exactly. And a, another thing with Kanye, which is very interesting, it's that he's wealthier than Jay Z. I don't know if you know if you knew that. No. Yeah, he, he's wealthier than Jay Z. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Jay Z is worth like what a billion? Kanye's worth more than a billion. No, no, nine hundred million. I think is Jay Z's net or. Oh, shout out to Kanye. Yeah, okay, I totally believe that. I totally believe that. But so, but no, but no, like that, that, that's an interesting thing to dissect because um, if you look at Kanye's career, Jay Z was always the businessman, right? When it came to rap and hip hop, Jay Z was always the rapper that was like the businessman, right? People didn't affiliate, associate rap with like money and stuff. Jay Z was the one who made that shit popular, right? Mm. Kanye came up. And he has a track, I'm sure, you know, he has a track record of uh, just like, like social suicide. I don't know what you want to call it, where he just does shit that like, like just makes people hate him right. over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Beyonce had one of the greatest albums of all time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or that other one, the Polaroid one. Um, the, oh, oh, man, what, what, okay. what, Lady Gaga? Yeah, the Lady Gaga. It's like, I, I love Lady Gaga. What the fuck does she know about cameras? Yeah, that shit's hilarious. Yeah. So, like, Kanye. Yeah, no, he, he's funny. Yeah. So, um, so Kanye. So out of pocket. Yeah, out of pocket. So, like, how the fuck did he manage to become a businessman? And, you know, but he's not a businessman. He's just a fucking genius artist and he makes dope shit. When it comes to fame, when it comes to business, right? It's, it's very political, right? Who's who is a uh, who's a perfect person, right? I know perfect doesn't exist, but like, let's say Taylor Swift. I fucking hate Taylor Swift, Whatever. by the way. Oh, but yeah, yeah okay. Taylor Swift. Let's say she started just like saying some crazy out of pocket shit that started offending everybody. She's gonna lose like deals and sponsorships. Look at Tiger Woods, right? When that the whole thing broke out about like, like his, his affair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lost mad deals. I remember, I don't know if you remember, they literally had a, a Gatorade line after him. It was called Tiger. It tasted pretty good. He had his own like Gator. Yeah, he lost that. Like he lo- he lost mad deals. Like that happens, right? Um, what I'm saying is throughout Kanye's career, he has done so much shit that has made people just like not fuck with him that I 100% know that he definitely has lost out on tons of of 
uh, streams of income through companies and sponsorships. But but he has also stayed and continued a lot of streams of income. But what I'm saying is because he makes good shit. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm saying is like you have someone who is literally a businessman focused on business. Jay-Z trying to make all the money moves, all the business moves, right? Doesn't get into any trouble, right? And now he's sitting on, maybe he's sitting on a billion. Maybe, maybe he finally reached a billion, right? Yeah, yeah. Then you have someone like Kanye who does not give a fuck about money. He just gives a fuck about making art. Like, that's mm-hmm. all Kanye. He just wants to make art. Right. And he somehow manages to surpass Jay-Z in net worth without trying to. But just the the product speaks for itself. Kanye makes dope shit. Kanye makes better music than Jay-Z. Jay-Z's a better rapper, like, from a traditional perspective. Jay-Z's a better rapper than Kanye. That's a fact. But from a sonic, artistic perspective of just overall music, not rap, just music overall, Kanye's 100, he 100% makes better music than Jay-Z. But you take it a step further, look at his shoes, right? It doesn't matter your opinion on his shoes. A lot of people like to talk shit about his shoes. Right. His shit still sells. You know what I'm it saying? Does. Like, it doesn't matter. His it's clothing. So exactly. It's different. Yeah. His clothing. A lot of people like talking shit about it. It still fucking sells. Right. Adidas, right? Like, did you know if you look at the stock in Adidas before Kanye joined and after he joined, it's literally night and day. Before Kanye joined Adidas, they were on the same level as like Champion, Puma, Reebok, right? Like they were there, right? N- Nike's right. No one's gonna pass Nike. Nike's all the way up here. Adidas was like down here with like Champion, Reebok, all that stuff. Once Kanye joined, Nike's up here. He took Adidas, and now they're like up here. Adidas, they're prob- they're never gonna pass Nike, but now I would like they're a definitive second place when it comes to like world sports brands. Right, right. Adidas is in second place right now. Okay. Like I, yeah, I, I don't think any, no one's gonna pass Nike, but Adidas is like second place was up for grabs, and they're now in second place because of fucking Kanye, because oh, yeah, he he started making the Yeezys, the shoes they were selling out, like. That only happened with basketball players, right? They would release the Jordans. They would sell out. Kanye's not even a basketball player, and he's making shoes that are selling out. Like, think about that. If, if you pay attention if you pay attention to the, their rollout, like Adidas was just their fashion in general, their fashion, their shoes. When, when they made their first Yeezys, they started making other shoes that had the same style because they knew not everyone could afford the easy so every company does this when they have something else with cameras right they always had the flagship camera but that is usually the most expensive so they know that everyone can afford it so then they make lower versions of like lesser better versions but it's still modeled after the same you know so with the Yeezys, you know the Yeezys were the most popular no everyone can afford Yeezys. so they started making other shoes that like mo- mimicked the same style um you look at brands you know h&m right you know like zara and stuff like a lot of their stuff copy i don't know if copy is the right word but definitely was modeled after a lot of the early yeezy season trends i don't know if you remember them when it was like like a lot of nude colors and nude tones like beiges and olive green and all that stuff kind of like baggier and people made the joke they look like homeless people clothes you know what i'm saying like they're they're copying them so what i'm like that's influence that's having a good product that's letting the work speak for itself it doesn't matter whether or not you like kanye you could cancel him as much as you want he's still making dope shit right, right. so um mm, so I, I went on a tangent but to answer your question of just being in hollywood what i'm saying is i don't care if you like me i just care about making dope shit 100%. so i'm completely okay with you not liking me but you can't say i don't make dope shit and that's where it's like i fucking got you you know what i'm exactly. saying like 
like at the end know. of the day, it's more about like that spiritual, like inner accomplishment versus like trying to impress as many people yeah. as possible. Oh, you like, can't yeah, give a fuck about what people think. Right, a hundred percent. You can't give a fuck about what people think. That's yeah. another thing that I've really realized now. It's just like we're all gonna die one day. Like, you literally, like you, you just can't. Like, I'm at a point now where it's just like, yo, like. Oh, this is another. We probably would have naturally gotten to it anyway, but um, yeah. we could elaborate on it anyway. Like yeah. self love, right? Like self love is super, super, super important, and it's one of those things where we kind of texted about this a little bit. But it's like the, the cliches, right? People say, "Oh, it's so cliche." Like people, oh, how do you be happy? How do you whatever? And it's like one of the most cliche answers. It's like, oh, self love. You have to learn to love yourself first. And I didn't really understand that until I got at the place I am now. Where it's like I feel like I'm I'm finally at a place where like I really like love myself. So what I'm saying is, when you really love yourself, and I'm not just saying like oh no, like you really you love yourself the same way you love like your mom or like a, a younger sibling or what. Like yeah. imagine you have siblings, right? Yeah, yeah. Like imagine like your sibling, right? You like you love them, right? Like if anyone tried to like bully them or like try to say they're a loser or just try to talk down on them. It's like you're not having that. It's like you're either going to address that person or maybe you're not going to, but you're going straight to your, your sibling and you tell them, yo, don't fucking listen to all these people. Like you are fine, like just the way you are. What I'm saying is you need to see yourself the way you would see a younger sibling. You need to see yourself the way you would see your mom because that that's the real self-love. And it's only until you see yourself like that is when you don't give a fuck and that it goes hand in hand because people will be like you know how do i not give a fuck anymore how do i not give a fuck anymore you you won't give a fuck anymore until you love yourself like you can't if you don't love yourself you'll never be able to truly not give a fuck once you love yourself you're not going to give a fuck because your love is going to override any shit that people try to like put on you it's gonna it's it's, it's like oh this person thinks i'm this this person thinks i'm that whatever what it's like i love myself so fucking much it's like i could not give two shits about what you think because it's like i love myself and i'm fucking amazing and and like go fuck yourself like you know what i'm saying i fucking love that yeah yeah i I love that you touched on that self-love topic because it is so so important i remember when i first heard that advice like oh but you need to love yourself before you can give to somebody else and blah 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 and i'm just like okay literally searching on youtube how do i love myself <laughs> like and it's like it's the bullshit stuff like go for a walk yeah, and yeah, fucking yeah. journal here yeah, and then yeah. do this prompt and you'll feel better and yeah. it's like but i still don't love myself yeah, you know yeah. so like everything that you're saying like i love the analogy you used like um treat yourself like how you would protect a sibling your mother or like your closest wh- yeah. whomever in your life Shout like Shout out to Jordan Peterson because that's kind of a, 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 a variation of something he said. I don't know if you know who Jordan Peterson is. He's a uh, famous psychologist. Um, recently, I don't agree with everything he says, some stuff, whatever. But overall, he's very philosophical. He's all about self-improvement and stuff. And he has a saying that's I think it's like, like treat yourself as if you would be like responsible for yourself like as if you're someone treat yourself as if you're someone you would be responsible for so it's kind of like this similar type of thing of like love yourself the way you would love like a a sibling yeah i fucking love that holy 
holy shit that's like the best advice you could give to the youth the audience the anybody not even just the youth but even older people need to know this because i feel like a lot of older people don't know how to love themselves yet and they're so like stuck in their ways and it's like they're at that point where their their brain's fully developed and they can't change it's like you got to make the changes now when you're young and you're learning you know so i totally agree with 100 percent with what you're saying so we're gonna wrap this up final question what piece of advice would you give to someone starting out in your career mm-hmm. in, film, in film. filmmaking okay. that's one two what piece of advice would you give to your younger self um to i guess to be where you're at now yeah so however you want to answer that yeah too. so when it comes to someone wanting to get started with freelance um just fucking reach out to people like just just dm people it's, it's like it's actually crazy how easy it is like i i didn't realize how easy it was i literally have a friend who I think I'm meeting with after this, who I went to film school with him. He's a videographer. And, you know, we were staying in contact, and he, he told me about a situation he was in where he was working for people, and they were just fucking him. Like, you know, like, they were not paying him just terrible. Like, just full-on taking advantage. And he didn't know any better, because he, he, he didn't know any better, literally. Um, and that, it was kind of great timing, because that was happening simultaneously while... I was having success with my freelance stuff. So I would basically just tell him about my freelance stuff. And then he told, he would just tell me what he's being paid. And I'd just be like, yo, bro, like you could make so much more money on your own. Like, why are you working for these people? Fast forward to now, I convinced him to quit. He doesn't work with them. And now he's doing freelance shit. And now he's trying to make money. And all he literally did just started DMing people. Like it's, it's great. Like it's super, it's really easy. It's like the level for entry. So just, I guarantee if you DM 100 people I don't know I don't know if I want to say I guarantee you have a job but you will 100% have serious prospects that could potentially lead to a job I would say DM 200 people and you'll definitely um, have a job and it's like come on if you can DM 200 people like you know um, yeah so it's one of those things like I started out DMing people but kind of comes back to what I was saying right like the work speaks for itself I started out DMing people but like people just quickly just saw the value of my videos and then word of mouth like that's kind of just you know word of mouth and that's how i had my success but like the level to entry is so easy because you just dm people but then the real games begin when okay now you have clients now you're dming people but now you got to make sure your shit's on point because if it's not on point then you're kind of you're not really gonna you know so Start DMing people, start getting work, but then also, you know, master your craft because that's how you'll move up and then you'll start working with more people and people will be willing to pay you more because you're good at what you do compared to if you're just DMing people and you don't give a fuck, you'll get jobs, but like you may not be able to justify charging more and you may not be able to move up like the ladder. Now, like I said, I'm, I'm trying, I want to branch out into more serious clients and more serious work so now i did develop a portfolio that is m- more serious stuff like not just instagram reels like other stuff too yeah. so now now i have a portfolio so it's, it's just one link i send them it's more professional I just send them the link and then they there's all the videos are there um it's through adobe it's adobe portfolio it's free if you have the suite so if you have the creative suite, it's it's free yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I i would have a lot to say because my older self I'm not too happy with who I was, like my older self, and who I am now. 
I'm, I am becoming more happy with, but it's just because my mentality and everything has shifted. Just a, a lot of the ways he saw the way he saw the world, and I guess to sum it up, I would really need to drill it home to him that when it comes to, I guess like success and having the life you want, like it's 100% on you. One, it's 100% on you. I guess the biggest theme, though, I would say double down on yourself and, like, don't give a fuck about what anyone thinks. Like, like, go, go, go all in on Brendan Ford or now, you know, Alexander Ford. Um, Go all in on who you are. Be unapologetic with who you are and what you want out of life. And find a goal and just like chase that shit and like don't be afraid to be yourself um yeah don't be afraid to be yourself you know people say your vibe attracts your tribe right like just be yourself i firmly believe it doesn't matter how weird doesn't even make sense there's no such thing as weird but like it doesn't matter how like different or odd you like there is not only someone, there are multiple people for everybody. Like, there's no person living right now, I don't care how weird they seem, where no one will want to fuck with them. There's people, you just got to find them. Um, so it's like, just be yourself. Your vibe will attract your tribe. Like, through being your true self, being your true authentic self, which is another very important thing to me, you will naturally attract um, the people that, that fuck with you. And it's like, fuck with them. Choose, choose the people that choose you. Alexander Ford. If you like the vibe, join the tribe. This is Kicking It With Lex. Um, joined by Brendan Alexander Ford. Yo, it's been such a pleasure. Your story is going to change so many lives. Like, this is, this is, this is, this is a legacy. Like, this is something that we're leaving behind for the world when we're, when we're long gone. The, our grand, like, all of our, all these kids are going to look at this and be like, yo, like, what they're saying is real shit. Yeah, say it And, you know, when, when the future comes, I don't know which camera to look at, but when, when, when your boy is in Hollywood and I'm famous and shit, you could tune into this video and be like, yo, look at a, a young Alexander Ford before he, you know, came yes. up, you know? Yes. So put, put, put this in the archives and, um, yeah, yeah, remember this. I'll send you the video. Holy shit. Follow, um, where can people follow you at? Instagram, right? What's your Instagram handle so people can follow you or contact you? With, like, yeah, my uh, Instagram handle is underscore Xander underscore xander underscore the great the xander spelled with an x um so underscore xander with an x underscore the great uh youtube is alexander ford um yeah that's it good shit man again this is kicking it with lex you can follow me at alexis j gallardo on any platform um love you guys so much thank you so much we are done we're out we're done